In this episode, I talk with Veronica Kieran, a serial entrepreneur who currently works as a consultant and coach working specifically with LGBT entrepreneurs on how to be disruptive in their markets. Welcome to this special bonus episode of Five Questions, the show where we talk to activists and advocates about the work they do and why they do it. joining us today. Can you tell me about who you are? Uh, Sure. So I am a serial entrepreneur and I work with entrepreneurs right now as a consultant and coach in order to help them be disruptive and to grow their businesses. And um, I specifically work with LGBTQ entrepreneurs, not exclusively, but specifically I do. Um, And I find a lot of excitement and passion with that because I think the LGBTQ market for entrepreneurship is both really, really critical for the community as well as, um, extremely disruptive for the economy. So that's my daily. That's what I do. Could you define what you mean by disruptive? Yeah, I definitely can. So disruption within business is, uh, Kind of the, one of the best examples, well, no examples is Uber. So they, they came in and completely changed what taxi and rideshare ever meant, um, to the economy. And so being disruptive is basically changing the flow of whatever it is, be it economy, society, uh, writing, you know, you name it, totally in, innovating in a way that completely changes the flow or direction that it was going in. Thank you. Could you talk about your backstory, how it is that you came to do what you're doing today? Sure. Um, so like many entrepreneurs, my path was not a direct one. The short story is I had a career in disaster relief and ended up with post-traumatic stress disorder, but I wanted to keep my career going. So I thought, you know, if I start my own nonprofit organization, I can control how I'm doing that work and uh, maybe then I can keep it going. And that was not true, but... I learned a lot and found that I really enjoyed running an organization. And so that organization did not survive. But soon after that, I was laid off from my job at a uh, search engine optimization firm and knew that was coming. So I started um, an online marketing company. And that was really where I cut my chops. Um, I've had other businesses since then, but that was the one that taught me everything that I know from marketing to scaling to disruption to hiring. And so that's where I work a lot with my clients today. I sold that company because I didn't feel like it was where I wanted to be in life, being somebody who prefers to work with people and help them grow, uh, which was kind of like the humanitarian inside of me that want to serve was still inside of me. So I pivoted to coaching so that I could still do similar work to maybe some of the humanitarianism, um, but on a more micro level, on an individual one-to-one level. So that's the quick and glossy version. There's a lot more that happened within there, (laughs) but um, that's essentially how I ended up doing what I do today. And let's expand on that. What is it that you do today? What services do you offer? So I work primarily one-on-one with entrepreneurial clients who are either starting out uh, or they're a couple years in, but regardless of the age of their business or their idea, they're hitting some sort of roadblock 
they're not sure what it is, or they might know, but they don't know how to navigate it. And so they're looking to someone who is more experienced um, to help them work through it. And sometimes, to be honest, it's not just within the business. And so that's why I call myself an entrepreneur coach instead of a business consultant or a um, a life coach, because I'm I'm working on the business with them. But there might be times where I'm actually working with a client specifically to help them with their work-life balance or self-care or family, family balance. Um, I've definitely had clients cry during sessions and that's okay because that means then we discovered something and had a breakthrough. And I also work with corporate. So I'm working within um, diversity, equity, and inclusion initiatives at companies that want to either break into the LGBTQ space or they, um, they want to make it better for their employees, have a more inclusive environment for their employees. So we might be working on the culture side or we're working on the marketing side within the LGBTQ space. And why are you passionate about this work? Well, we can look back through time and see that entrepreneurship has been pivotal for the empowerment of disadvantaged groups. So for example, Slavery was abolished, uh, but racism was still prevalent. Uh, African Americans were not able to get mortgages for their homes. And so they said, you know what? Fine. We're going to start our own banks. And so they, they grew their own economic empowerment from the inside out. The Irish and Italians came to a new world and were discriminated against. And so the mob and the mafia became very, very strong economic powers in order to help support their uh, their families and their culture group as they integrated into the United States, for better or for worse, because <laughs> um, they were a bit violent. And so today we have the LGBTQ community who is um, still an up-and-coming demographic. Uh, some areas of the country are very safe. Some are not. Uh, there are still uh, over half of the states that you... If you are outed as queer, you can be fired, so you can lose your job for no good reason. Uh, and so entrepreneurship creates a safe haven, uh, not just for economic empowerment, but also for safety and financial security for people, especially trans community, where um, there's a lot of eyes on that community and a lot of hate and firestorms coming at that community. But if you control your business, you control your livelihood, you can control where you live, you can control who you're working with, and you can control who you interact with. And uh, eventually, of course, money speaks. So as the LGBTQ community continues to grow their economic power, we can legislate, we can lobby, and we can make others in our community safe, others that may not want to be entrepreneurs, but um, we can still, you know, reach down as we climb the ladder and pull others up with us up that ladder. What are some of the difficulties you encounter in your work and how do you manage them? So being an entrepreneur in general comes with its own set of challenges naturally. There's nobody to motivate me. I am the motivator. <laughs> um, I'm the one that says I'm getting up at 6 a.m. I'm the one that says I'm working nine to five and, you know, everyone has their own schedule, but it's all up to me. The beauty of that is that my wins are my wins. I chose to go after, you know, something, an, an award and ambition, what have you. But then also my failures are my failures. 
it can be lonely if you're independent, if you don't have a team. And so, you know, I have a team, but we are remote from each other. My assistant is in New Jersey. I'm in California. Um, and my clients are scattered all over the world. So human interaction, at least for me, I have to be very careful and specific about that. Make sure that I go to networking events or go use co-working spaces in order to stay, you know, like not lonely. <laughs> and, uh, there's no built-in system. I developed the systems completely myself. There's people whom I can interact with. I can look to other coaches. Success leaves clues. So I can say, you know, how did Andrew Carnegie do it? How did Henry Ford do it? Uh, right. You know, how do we innovate and create these systems in order to grow a business? I'm not the only entrepreneur ever to land on the face of the planet, but it is all up to me. And I think that's the biggest challenge that my clients face too, is that it's all up to us. And so there are times when we can get stuck in our own heads and that can be, you know, anxiety developing. So really, I think beyond the challenges of just you know, the hurdles of like this big marketing push or launching something on social media or creating the new products, you know, those are challenges that are a little bit more tangible. I think the intangible challenge of all of that weight being on one, one set of shoulders, um, maybe with partners, but still, you know, um, I think that's the, the biggest challenge for entrepreneurs is navigating that. Well, thank you for sharing all the information that you have today and being on this show and taking the time out of your day. Is there anything you'd like to share? Yeah. So I love encouraging people to go for it um, and not in a cheesy way, not in a Nike way. Um, but I really, <laughs> if you have an idea and this is in my, I have a book that I'm working on to help entrepreneurs get started and get going. This is in that book. If you have an idea you're the only person who can make it happen. You wouldn't have the idea if you didn't have what it takes to pull it off. Literally could not be possible. The idea would not have struck you if you didn't have what it took to bring it off. And so maybe you don't have all the tools at your disposal, but if you can have the idea, you're smart enough and you have the knowledge enough to find the tools you need or the resources or the people. So I love just kind of giving a little loving nudge to people who are entrepreneurs, but they're looking to take a big audacious pivot or um, people who are entrepreneurs or change makers. You know, you don't have to be an entrepreneur to do something big, but if you've got this idea boiling, you've got an itch in your brain, it's there because you actually can do it. And I deeply encourage you to give it a go. And there's tons of people like me out there who are going to be rooting for you, um, especially if you're in the LGBTQ space. Uh, it is magnificent to make change and be an entrepreneur in this space. And um, it's incredibly rewarding. So that's what I would say to your listeners is really think about it and, and find your resources and give it a go. And where could the listeners find more information about you? They can find me on all social media at V M as in Marie Kirin K I R I N, which is like the beer, the Japanese beer. So if you've ever had that, <laughs> uh, VM Kirin is my handle on all social media. And you can also find me at Veronica Kirin.com. And that's where you can get into my resource library and download some of the uh, documents I've created to help you 
do market research or do a cost benefit analysis. Uh, and my events are also listed on there. So if you're wanting to get into more of a group setting and to learn and grow that way, there are workshops that I have monthly. The next one coming up is how to determine if you want to be out or not in your business. And then let's make the plan for either one. So uh, if you want to be out, how does that affect your marketing? If you don't want to be out, let's make a plan just in case you're outed so that you feel safe every day within your business. Um, so I invite you to join us in these workshops and definitely make use of the resources on my website. Great. That's it for this episode. You can find me on Twitter at Mikey Bivs and tweet about the show. If you have a particular cause or activist that you would like to hear from, let me know.